Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2124 today. We are continuing our look back at Darth Maul and his escapades and how they relate to this final story arc in Clone Wars Season 7. Today we're going to look at an episode called Eminence, which is episode 15 from Season 5. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvon and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, let's talk about Eminence, shall we? This is the first of a three-part story arc in Season 5 and it takes place not exactly dead in the middle, but yeah, close, more toward the latter half of the season. The last time we saw Maul was at the end of Episode 1 from Season 5 and we talked about how you know, the way that they ended season four and started season five gave you the idea, potentially as a viewer, if you were watching it at that time, that Maul was going to be a major part of the focus of season five, but it turns out that's not actually the case. Here we are, you know, years later looking at this, and yeah, the disconnect isn't so, you know, obvious or apparent, if you will, but here it is, 14 episodes later, and we're finally picking up on Maul's story. The opening narration recaps what happened in Revival in episode one. And so we are picking right back up where things left off and Maul and Savage are in a very bad way. They're in an escape pod separate from their ship where, you know, the cockpit had been launched out so that way Asajj and Obi-Wan could escape. But they've run out of supplies. It looks like they're running out of air. They are, you know, frozen, barely conscious. And who should happen along but members of Death Watch? These are the Mandalorians who have been cast out because they want to keep with the warrior-like ways of traditional Mandalore. And, you know, now that the Duchess Satine is running Mandalore and the new Mandalorians are pacifists, their way of living in life has been shunned and they were driven out way back when by, you know, Kenobi and forces of the Republic and whatnot. So they already have a bone to pick with the Jedi and Obi-Wan Kenobi in specific. And boy, oh boy, isn't it lucky that the Force has brought them together because Maul obviously has a thing for Obi-Wan Kenobi as well. So the medical droids that the Mandalorians have reattached Maul's leg. I guess he was able to bring it with him after it had been shot off during that firefight at the end of Revival. And they also managed to fashion a robot arm for Savage Opress to replace the one that got cut off by Obi-Wan Kenobi. And once Maul's recovered, they you talk he and Pre Vizsla, who is the leader of Death Watch and incidentally voiced by Jon Favreau of the Mandalorian fame. So... They apparently have a common enemy, and so Maul says, you know, let's work together and we'll get Mandalore back under your control and I'll kill Kenobi and everything will be fantastic. Bo-Katan is here, though, and she is not very trusting of the situation, especially considering the fact that Darth, uh, excuse me, uh, Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus, messed them over in the past and says, yeah, the Sith are no better than the Jedi. Maul doesn't take to that very well and starts force choking her. So this is, I guess, the first time that he does that because he does that again in Season 7, Episode 10 of The Clone Wars. So yeah, that must not have been a, a fun deja vu moment for Bo-Katan. Despite this, Pre Vizsla says, we'll put it to a vote amongst the brothers. And, you know, he says the brothers, I have to wonder if that means that Bo-Katan is not 
part of the brothers. I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like that's an inclusive term, but yeah, it struck me as a little bit odd. Anyway, they agree ultimately, but I don't think it's sitting well with Bo-Katan. And as their next step, Maul says, we need an army. And Pre Vizsla says, oh, there are people on Mandalore who will help us. And Maul says, nah, they're not going to help in time. We need more. Let's go to Black Sun, which is strange to Pre Vizsla, but they head to Mustafar and end up killing a bunch of leaders on the Black Sun. And the top guy who's left, who's like maybe fourth or fifth down the chain of command, says, after careful consideration, I think we'll join you. So now they have soldiers, now they have supplies. But this may not be enough, at least according to Maul. And so Maul and Pre Vizsla have a conversation where Maul talks a little bit more about what's going on in his mind. And I want to share that with you for reasons that will become apparent very quickly. We have our army now. I have a plan to undermine Satine. The army is weak. We are not ready for the Duchess. With my plan, we won't need a bigger force. There is only one plan, one vision. And it belongs to Death Watch. Your vision lacks clarity. Without us, you have no army and no reason to replace the Duchess. The depth of this opportunity eludes you. You shall watch and learn. So in the most recent episode of The Clone Wars, when he talks about one plan, the only plan, this is what he's talking about. That's an echo of what we're seeing here. His plan to unite all of these crime families and make them a broad base of power for which he can use to take on both the Republic and the Separatists and on top of that, defeat Lord Sidious as well. He's not sharing any of this with Pre Vizsla, so yeah, we'll see how that goes uh, very soon, in fact. And in the meantime, the Pikes show up and they're like, we don't want to fight. We heard what you did to Black Sun and we'll just join you, you know? So there's that. <laughs> and once the Pikes are on board, they say, all right, off to the huts. And so they go to Nalhada and the huts laugh them off and say, you got no money, you got no deal, forget it. And Maul says, all right, I'll make you a deal. I'll let you live if you give me hut space and everything in it. The huts think this is funny also and sick a bunch of bounty hunters that are conveniently there <laughs> on them. They are able to escape out of the you know meeting place where they're, you know, convened with the Hut Council, if you will. But once they get outside, all the Mandalorian support is there and they chase everybody back in. The bounty hunters include Sugi, who is also the aunt of Jazz Amari, who we saw in the Aftermath novels by Chuck Wendig. And also Embo, the guy with the hat that he likes to throw around and, you know, wake surf on and all that and Dengar, but, you know, the less said about him, the better. Ugh. Anyway, so they ultimately overwhelm the bounty hunters and the rest of the guards there. They execute one of the huts that is actually on the premises and go to Jabba's palace on Tatooine. So we have a scene at Jabba's palace on Tatooine. And that's good fun. And after they kill a bunch of people and say, hey Jabba, you know, this is your last chance. He says, oh yeah, I guess we've decided we'll join you. Isn't that great? So now there's just mopping up and what happens next. But when Maul shares what he has on his mind after this, well, that doesn't go over so well with Free Vizsla. I'm curious to hear the rest of your plan. The vision has expanded. 
You will still rule Mandalore, and under your protection, I will command a new galactic underworld. Mandalore influences a league of 2,000 neutral systems. It gives you a great deal of options for your enterprise. You have learned from your previous oversights. With their combined forces, the Republic and the Separatists will be irrelevant. And there's a moment during Darth Maul's monologuing where they show Pre Vizsla like making a this deal is getting worse all the time face and he starts kind of reach for his blaster a little bit but then backs off. And ultimately when Maul walks off, Pre Vizsla walks over to Bo-Katan and says, yeah, okay, pretty soon the Duchess Satine will be dead and Maul and his brother will be dead alongside them. And Bo-Katan is like, you know, that's kind of what I was trying to tell you in the first place and you wouldn't listen to me. Previsla, come on. And this, for all intents and purposes, is the beginning of the Shadow Collective, the syndicate, the group of crime organizations that Maul organizes under his rule. And we'll see what he does with that when we get to talking about the next episode. For now, though, that is going to do it for our discussion of Eminence, and also that's going to do it for this episode of the show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. <laughs>